1: wouldn't it suck if I really talk like that? I'm Mr. Smith. I'll be hanging out on the show with you guys. So without further ado, here's your host, life coach, speaker, all-around badass, just happens to be my beautiful bride, Amy E. Smith.
0: Well, hello, baby cakes. Well,
1: hello, beautiful. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good.
0: Ready to talk to the pod people?
1: I'm ready to talk it up.
0: Yeah. Let's me, do it. Me too. We've got a really awesome topic for you guys today, which is six ways to. I say that every time, but they're all awesome.
1: Yeah, I was, I was just
0: thinking about that. Like I say that every <laughs> time, and that is that like Jimmy Fallon. That's when, right.
1: We got a great show for you this evening.
0: It's like we. It's, it's al- like
1: it's always a great show. It's always a great show. Yeah,
0: but I really don't ever. I mean, I guess if. If they're probably like, tell us the fucking topic. The topic is six ways to make shitty situations suck less. But I was thinking, I don't ever do a pod where I'm like, this is kind of like lame information.
1: Yeah, that doesn't exactly resonate, does it? It's like, why would you even do it then?
0: No, I don't ever do that. But I could imagine being like Jimmy Fallon being like, I am not that excited about this guest. You know what I mean?
1: Can you imagine? (laughs) You know, we're really not that excited about this next guest, but uh, we're going to bring him out anyway.
0: Kind of a D-lister. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But so anyway, so that is coming up and we're going to really look at when things are like shit is hitting the fan, you know, how do you really not get sucked up into that vortex and actually... uh, make some choices that are a little healthier for you. Mm. So we're going to talk all about that today. Okay. I wanted to make sure you guys all know that we love to get podcast topic submissions from you all. So if you are interested, you can find it on the show notes page, which will be thejoyjunkie.com slash 144, and you'll see availability to submit a show topic. You can also click on the podcast. You can find it there too. Hang out on the, the site for a little bit. But we love to hear what you want us to sound off on. Yeah. So we talked about this a little bit last <clears> week. <throat> but if there's something that you're thinking like, oh, I really wish you guys would do this, or I loved that pot about this, could you elaborate on how that relates to this scenario that I have? Or, you know, I love to… Those are awesome, Yeah. Give you guys what you want, Mm -hmm. you know?
1: And those are always fun because if one person, not fun I guess, but if one person is feeling that way or has that question, you know there's other people with it, so.
0: That's exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly right. Help your pod people out. And it's really interesting (laughs) for me because I'm kind of limited in my scope, you know, because I'm so focused on all these different solutions that sometimes I miss specific problems. Right. You know, and so if somebody tells me this particular issue is happening at work, what do I do God, or yeah. You know, whatever. So you can always do that. And if you're newer to the show and you've never downloaded my free workbook and you love all of these sorts of topics that we're sharing, you can get that on my site as well. <clears throat> and it's simply at thejoyjunkie.com slash free or on the show notes page, you'll see it there as well. And I also have it available in audiobook format, I find because a lot of our audience listens to the pod and likes things you know in an audible format like that yeah um they tend to like audiobooks as well so you can do all the challenges and it's designed to get you into action
1: that's awesome so
0: yeah be sure to check that out cool but before we jump into how to make shitty situations suck less i think you have a little segment don't you yeah
1: my segment Mm -hmm. (laughs) mm-hmm Would you rather? So, today's Would You Rather is pretty straightforward, pretty simple. All right. I don't think you'll have a lot of questions.
0: Okay. <laughs> That's a little jab. <laughs> a
1: little uh, jab. Would you rather eat rotten eggs, like oh. be forced to eat them, oh. or be forced to eat rotten cheese? Mm. Oh, man. And you couldn't puke them either. You have to keep them down.
0: Do, and, okay, my only question is quantities. Like, what are the quantities?
1: Equal quantities of either.
0: Okay. All right. <clears throat> well, so my first thought was like, well, I would, a lot of cheese that's rotten is still kind of good. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, but then my I do
1: love a ghostly stinky piece of, of cheese. cheese. <laughs> I do enjoy a stinky cheese. A pungent, ghastly, stinky piece of cheese. <laughs> but then I started
0: thinking, well, what if I, I do that and I ruin my love for cheese?
1: You think? Like yeah. you couldn't eat cheese anymore after that?
0: Well, that happened to me with animal crackers when I was a little <laughs> girl. <laughs> If I ever told you that, you know, no. this, you know this. Animal, I
1: know exactly what you're talking the about. The pink
0: and the white ones. Oh,
1: those are, are those animal crackers. No, They're, the animal crackers with the little. Those no, those were know. circus.
0: Yeah, there's circus something. cookies. Yeah, or whatever. circus
1: cookies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. They're
0: different than the ones that come in that little. I know what you're talking about. You're talking about.
1: about the little one with the string on it that looks like a little lunch pail. Right? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, like yeah. a
0: little bus or something. Like animals are in the aren't bus. Those or animal something? cracker ones aren't those? Animal those are things? animal yeah. crackers. Yeah, yeah. So, but I'm thinking of the ones that are pink and white with the sparkles with, with the sparkles on it. Yes, <laughs> those I ate like. Eh. <laughs>
1: Like Acropious A
0: copious amount of them.
1: Like a bag of them. Yeah, like a bag. Oh.
0: And then after that, it was Man. seriously, like, every time I looked at them, I was like, Hueh,ueh. So that's what I'm nervous about with your cheese scenario.
1: Mm, and then you wouldn't, you'd never like cheese again.
0: But I Did honestly. you do the same thing with eggs, though? I feel like. Like, you a lot of eggs. I don't think. Yeah, I eat a lot of eggs, too. I think I'd have to go with the cheese because even the idea of the egg it just makes me want to vomit already
1: like yeah there's there's plenty of cheeses that i've had that are pretty stinky so i could probably get away with eating it yeah but a rotten egg
0: Uh -uh. i know better yeah i had
1: one rotten egg in my whole life you did tell me everything uh when i was in the philippines there's a delicacy called balut and it's fermented duck eggs Nope. and you a little hole on the top and just no, suck it down, yeah. And, it, <laughs> no. and uh, yeah, so I ate that, and um, I'll never eat it again, yeah.
0: Pretty yeah, much. it's a no for me.
1: It was not a tasty treat at all. Oh
0: my gosh, it's so interesting what is considered delicacies in different cultures, I know, right. right? Oh, my God. Yeah. Anyway. So so, so you're, we're both going we'll, to the we'll cheese. We'll go the cheese, yeah. So we're pretty cheesy yeah. over here. <laughs> oh. Oh. Yeah. If you didn't know, now you know. <laughs> All, right.
1: <laughs> All right. Let's get to this.
0: All right. So let's talk about six ways to make shitty situations suck less. So number one has to do with your perspective and kind of the, almost like the lens in which you are looking through your situation. So... This is where I want you to be really objective and look at look at whatever you're going through in a really big picture from what we call a meta view versus a micro view. Like okay. the bigger picture. Because when you're in a really shitty situation like, let's say, a horrible breakup or divorce or you lost a job or you're dealing with a massive injury.
1: Death in the family.
0: It's so Yeah, it's really hard, right? And it sucks. But most of the time, there's something else that could be worse, right? Yeah. That it could yeah, 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 yeah. be... Yeah. It could be... Looked at in a different way, and I'm going to give you a couple of of examples. One I had when my when my father passed away in 07. So obviously that's up there with yeah, that's tragedy sure. and something that is kind of the pushes the breadth of human emotion and sorrow and grief, right? Yeah. But I knew in that moment I had started to become really involved in personal development and I, I had an awareness of the situation enough so that I knew that I was at a at, at a precipice. I was kind of at a decision point that I could either look at it from a place of why me? <clears throat> why him? Why did this happen to me? Why did God choose to take him? Or what he had some shit. Why, 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 why? Or I could look at it Through a more empowering perspective. And for me, what I chose was gratitude. And when I looked at it, I thought, okay, it could have been so much worse. I got to be with him as he passed. I could have been not there. You know, somebody could have said, you know, called. It could have been an accident. It wasn't an accident. You know, there was an amazing experience we had of him officiating our wedding yeah. that my brothers unfortunately won't get to have. I'm super grateful for that. Yeah, I was grateful that I had lived the better part of my adulthood with little to no massive hardship. Yeah, um, And that here I was, I was, I don't know, 27, 28, and that was the first massive trauma that I was going through. I was so grateful for that. I was grateful to experience grief. You know, mm-hmm. like so... All of that was a choice, though. I could have easily, and I saw people in my family choose something different. And that was a choice of perspective of the situation. It's, you know, I've said before the glass is half full or half full empty it's the same fucking glass Same
1: glass, yeah. it is the
0: same goddamn glass it has to do with your choice of how you look at it right and if you're wearing pessimism or cynicism as a badge of honor you might want to fucking rethink that because it's not making you happy right you know you might feel a little tough you might feel like a little bit of a badass and what you're really doing is trying to keep yourself safe but in the in the immediacy there, you're actually just infringing upon your joy.
1: And uh, the other thing that I think people do is martyrdom. Totally. I I had a friend of mine that was, he was like, oh, you know, I'm running this house, and there was a slab leak, and it got the carpet, and it got the walls, and I've got a pregnant wife, and now there's going to be mold in the house, and blah, 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 and he's just going off about, (sighs) and he's like, and these people don't know what they're doing, and I tried to get them to do this, and they won't do that, and, you know, just going on and on about it, and I, you know, and I definitely sympathize. Sure. But at the same time, you know, my my comment to him was, "Well, it's all perspective, man. You could be a Syrian refugee." <laughs> <That's> <laughs> you know always like,
0: a good place to bring it back to. You know what yeah, I mean? Like totally. things
1: could totally be worse right now. Right. You could not have a home. Right. You know, like so, it, and he, it snapped him out of it. Good. He was like, "Well, thank you." You know? Yeah, <laughs> like, like I just
0: got my ass handed to me. Right,
1: him. right, right. But at the same time, and you know, he was like, well, okay, there's that. Yeah. But he also kind of went, oh, yeah, okay, this too shall pass. Right. Yeah.
0: Right. Well, I think, thank you for sharing that because that's a really great example because what I'm not doing is telling you not to feel what you feel. So a lot of times at the beginning of a tough situation, like the beginning of divorce proceedings or when you just lost your job or you were just, you know, got in a fight with somebody or something awful happened, in the beginning you need to give yourself the freedom to feel what you feel and you might need to vent it out like this guy. You might need to just go off and like you know, I've done that with my best friend and my coach and I'm like, I need to tell you all the things I'm pissed about right now. Yeah. You know, and get it all out. That is very, very different than approaching a chapter of your life through the lens of pessimism or cynicism or martyrdom. Right. So if, That's very, very different. So, I want you to really be cognizant of where you are in your situation because if it's potent and really right at the beginning, chances are you need to feel it. You need to let it out. You need to cry. You need to yell and scream. You might need to bitch and complain. Be a human. You got to give yourself that human hall pass, but you got to put a cap on it because you don't want that emotion that you're purging to become a way of being, because that's how it leads to chronic depression, things like that, where yep. you now, it's become your permanent state to be that way.
1: Yeah, that's So I, right. I
0: love that you brought that up. So check out your perspective. Really be deliberate about how you are going to envelop this going forward. So let's say you're going through a divorce. How do you want to... What's the umbrella theme or concept or way in which you want to look at this scenario that might feel a little bit better or make things a little more positive? Because if you're standing in constant blame, you are never growing because it's completely outside of you. If you're like, you're a dick, you're an asshole, look at what you did to me, look at the, the, the you don't grow worth shit because you're externally focused. So what do you need to do to find peace amidst this Shitstorm. And it, that is a very deliberate choice. And with that choice comes responsibility. So once you choose, okay, I'm going to look at this divorce as rejection is God's protection or I'm going to look at it through the lens of this is my opportunity to really caretake for me. Then you have to back that up by not complaining all the time and not colluding and not talking with other divorcees about how shitty your exes are Man. or about you, you, you have to supply positive behaviors instead of stalking your ex on Facebook and seeing who he's dating and, yeah. you know. So you have to you,
1: move into a new mental space.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So it's like just because you pick a perspective doesn't mean you're done. You have to actually back it up with your behavior, yeah. with your self-talk, all of those things. Right. Yeah. And uh, that actually leads me into... Looking at your belief systems. Now, this is something that I can't really do. This is what I do in in a lot of my bigger coaching programs because it is truly foundational to everything that we do is what we really believe underneath. So if we believe that we're not worthy or that we're not a valuable human, that is way easier to become a martyr when Mm -hmm. you're like that. Right. And then because it's so much easier instead of looking at how you really feel about yourself, it's so much easier to blame other people and go, you know, like we'll look at what he did to our marriage or look at what my mom did to our family or look at all these things. And that stems from your belief system, like what you truly believe about you. So, I'm not going to elaborate elaborate on this one just because it's a beast.
1: Yeah, it's a and topic on its own.
0: I would highly, highly suggest um, if you're thinking that that might be something that you're struggling with. Like you're doing all of the the surface stuff, but you haven't really gotten to the root of what you really feel about yourself or about your life. That might be something that you really want to start examining. Because we might believe something like... Um, uh, Well, I don't deserve to be happy. Or, of course, this happens to me. Everything always happens to me. Mm -hmm. Where does that come from? Where does that come from? And start getting really clear on, is that a belief that you want to live into? Do you want to believe that everything is hard? Because if you believe that everything is hard, you will find evidence of that everywhere you turn.
1: Man, I know a ton of people need to listen to this podcast. If you believe (laughs) that
0: soulmates do not exist, you will never find one. If you believe that you are not worthy, you will never have confidence, or it will be false confidence. Mm -hmm. It'll be arrogance and ego. You know, you have to do the root work in order for it to permeate the rest of your life and all of your decisions. So enough about that one. Number three, take a no complaining challenge. This is one of my favorites because it's talking about exactly that anecdote you were sharing. Yeah. It, what if shit hit the fan and you weren't allowed to complain? And now I am saying this after you give yourself the permission to feel what you feel. Okay. Right? right? right. I'm talking about, and we've all been around those people who they, they're they not moving on.
1: Yeah. Yes. They're, they
0: still yes. want to bitch. They still want to blame. They still want to be the victim. They mm-hmm. still want to be the martyr. And they're not moving on. So it's when you're in that place. And you almost get sick of hearing yourself complain about it. I've heard people say that where they're like, I am so sick of saying the same goddamn story. And if it doesn't feel good when you're bitching and complaining, you might want to start talking about something else.
1: Yeah. Other people might not want to hear it either.
0: I had a client who once told me, like, I'm really not willing to complain about anything I'm not willing to take action on anymore anymore. I like that. Because we will complain and complain and complain about how our mom is or about how our brother is or our boss sucks or this. And we'll bitch and bitch. But would we tell tell them? Would we go take action and say, here's what I need from you? Right. Then shut the fuck up because nobody else wants to hear it either.
1: That's how I feel about politics. (laughs) Yeah,
0: yeah, we can't. We can't. Because I'm worked up. I'm already sweating. I'm hot. Don't get me going on that.
1: No, yeah. No, yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: But if that's you... Guess what? There is a limiting belief underneath all of that. Something about your worth. But you can start by at least monitoring your complaints. And, you know, if shit is going down in your life and things are really, really rough. How often are you speaking about the shitty stuff, the stuff you don't want? What if you gave just as much energy to what you wanted in your life or what you wanted to manifest or what you were working for or the emotions you wanted to feel? What if you put your energy there? Mm -hmm. Oh my God, what evidence might you find if you were searching for opportunities instead of the cards being stacked against you? It's like um, I always give the example of like, you know, if you decide, like, for instance, I just had this situation. We need to get new windows in our in our condo. So now because it's on our radar, it's something we're searching for. You better fucking believe that we see every advertisement for Windows. Mm -hmm. We see every van that drives by that says, we do Windows. We're like, (laughs) put that number down, right? Right, right. It's not really rocket science. I mean, it's a basic science, If it becomes on your radar, you will search it out. So if you believe that the cards are stacked against you, you're going to notice when somebody pulls out in front of you and snakes your parking spot. You're going to notice when your store is out of what you were hoping you were. And then you go into that, well, of course, see, see, happens to me, see. Everything has to be hard for me. Yeah. But you know what you don't notice? The person who let you pass in in front of the line because, you know, you only had one item and, you know, they did you a kindness, but you are so acutely aware of the shitstorm in your life that you're continuing to gather that evidence instead of putting something else on your radar.
1: It's so much more enjoyable to pay attention to the latter.
0: Right. I agree. Well, that's what we've talked about a lot with relationships. Yeah. You know, like our anecdote about the hair in the shower it's so easy for you (laughs) like when you find my hair that I left in the shower you could easily get pissed but you don't because you go the only reason I notice this the only reason this is even on my radar is because most of the time she does this for me so instead of nitpicking her for the one thing I don't want why don't I praise her for all of the time she does what I really have asked of her
1: exactly so much more fun
0: you gather evidence for what you want instead of what you don't want. Right. So that can hugely be beneficial if you stop complaining. Mm-hmm. So, all right. So number four, and this one is, is one we've talked about before, is really focusing on what you can do instead of what you can't, which –
1: Because I'm an American.
0: Not an American.
1: That's right.
0: Got to throw it in the trash can't. <laughs> That's Mr. Smith's.
1: I don't know where I got that. I love it. I throw love it, it too. in
0: the trash can't. So here's my philosophy on can't. I believe that most of the time when we say I can't, what we really mean is I won't. Can't is reserved for not humanly possible. Right. right. So I can't <clears throat> sprout fairy wings out of my back and start flying around the condo which (laughs) would be amazing.
1: (laughs) As much as you would like that. I
0: would love that. Oh my god. I've wanted that since I was a little girl. (laughs) That's why I use it as an example the time.
1: Santa never brought
0: it? Santa never brought it even though I asked for it many many times. Um, So that's not humanly possible but if you say something like I can't I can't just not text him I can't just let it go I can't blah, 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 No, it's just you won't. Mm-hmm. Or I can't tell him that. I can't address it. No, you won't. So call a spade a spade. And the other thing around the whole can and can't is we spend a lot of time being pissed about what's out of our control. So we go, well, like, I can't take that custody back. That might not be possible for you. Right. Um, but then stop focusing on it. Because if your hands are tied and you're not able, or if you've deemed that it's not the best choice for you, like it's not the best choice for me to file for divorce, or it's not the best choice for me to quit my job today, okay, then what am I going to focus on instead of what feels out of my power? That's what I really want you to start looking at, because a lot of times we will focus on Somebody else's approval, somebody else's response, um, that somebody getting back to you about a job interview, stuff you cannot control.
1: Right, yeah.
0: So stop focusing on that.
1: That's true, because that's frustrating.
0: Right. Focus on what you can control. Can you control how much you spin out of control, how much you stalk somebody on Facebook, how much you, you know tv you watch can you control if you get up and go do things yes can you control how you surround yourself and who you are hanging out with yes can you control boundaries that you establish yes there's so much you can do Mm -hmm. if you only focus there but we don't do that we focus on all the stuff that's out of our control so throw that in the trash can't (laughs) and focus on what you can control Number five is calling for reinforcements. Make your job easier. I always say this. Like my, you, my, one of my very best friends, obviously my husband and my best friend, Andrea, that many of you guys know.
1: Oh, baby, you're so sweet.
0: I know. I love you. Um, She is, I always say she makes my job a lot easier in life. You make my job a lot easier in life. Do you make me valuable? No. No. I'm already that mm-hmm. we already have worth just by virtue of being a human yeah. period we don't have to search for our validity that's very different than how we're fulfilled like i tend to be fulfilled with a relationship i'm fulfilled in really intimate close friendships but whether i have them or i don't it does not mean anything about my value however it means a shit ton about setting myself up for success. So I know, for for instance, if I am going through a really rough time, you are ears that can hear what's happening with me. I always yeah. love to say, speak your truth into ears that can hear you. Yeah. Not everybody is capable of hearing you. Those are those friends or family that, that you just feel like you want to Slam your head against the wall because they never quite get what you're saying. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking about them. I'm talking about your soul tribe. Call for reinforcements. Tell them what's going on in your world. Tell them what you're struggling with. Tell them uh, your, what you're feeling, what your emotions are, and ask for what you need. Say, can you check in on me?
1: Mm-hmm. Can you
0: ask me about this in a week? Will you hold me accountable?
1: Um, I just wanted to add, and it's a technicality, but I think it's important. Yeah. There's a difference between hearing and listening. So make sure that you're talking to someone that can listen to you. Yeah. Hearing is like, oh, I heard a noise over there. Sure, sure. Right? Yeah. Listening is actually being engaged in being there. Right. Right? So make sure you have somebody like that and ask their permission. Yes. Right? That's
0: a great, great point.
1: I really have something I got to get off my chest. Would you mind listening? Right. are you in the space for this or whatever you want to use. Right. But asking that actually gets them more engaged than just blah, 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 blah. Right. Right?
0: And then it feels really shitty. You know, we've talked about this before. Like if you're not ready to hear it and I'm just starting to unleash and you're like, I'm not ready, it's hard not to take that personally and be like, I just need an ear. You know? (laughs) So, but yeah, if if you, that's a part of flexing that muscle of Asking for what you need, particularly in your close relationships and friendships. And I really want to underline here that asking for support is not weakness. It's not, uh, you don't need to toughen up and be the strong one unless you choose that. And that's another piece of martyrdom. It's another piece of, I'm going to make my job harder. I have a penance to pay. Right. Or,
1: I feel the need to be a victim.
0: Right. Yeah. No. No. And think about who you are when somebody comes to you. If somebody if somebody came to me and said like, I, you know, in my inner circle, you, Andrea, you know, some of our close friends and family and said like, I really need a listening ear. Can I just share something with you? Are you up for it? Do you have a few minutes? I want to be that for somebody. Right. Like that's a gift. Exactly. So – Don't discount how much people might love you and want to be there for you if you would only ask, if you would only open up. All right. And then number six is radical self-care. So when you're in a really shitty situation, whether you're dealing with a death, a divorce, a loss of a job, friendships, uh, any number of challenging situations, you've got to take care of yourself. You've got to take care of yourself. Now, I am the fan of what I like to call taking the low road and sometimes having a little too much whiskey or a little too much (laughs) ice cream. The difference is when what I was talking about earlier of where it becomes a way of being, where now you the only way to feel better is with whiskey or the only way to feel better is with food. That's a problem. That's an addiction. That's emotional eating, drinking, abuse of a substance to not feel what you're feeling. So... Radical self-care might actually be a good cry. It might be Mm -hmm. uh, a bubble bath. It might be treating yourself to something. It might be um, healthy foods. It might be getting out of the house. It might be, yeah, solitude. Reading a book. Right. Whatever. It probably isn't burying yourself in work. It probably isn't burning the candle at both ends and trying to be so busy that you, you're losing yourself. Right.
1: That's interesting because that's kind of, I've heard several people in my life say, well, that got me through a tough time when I just plowed myself into my work and I didn't have to think about it.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so what do you say to people like that?
0: Well, again, I think that it is really poignant what time this is for you in your shitty circumstance. So for instance, if you're going through a death, uh-huh. that's not over in like 2 weeks. No, you know of what course. I mean? That's of a period, that's a chapter of your life. Yeah. So I think when you are at the very beginning of a chapter like that, like Someone just wanted a divorce or you just lost somebody or you just lost your job. Right in that first window of time, and it varies for everybody. But in that period, I think you have to do whatever you need to do to just get through. Day by day. Yeah. Okay. Those are the times when you might sleep with the wrong person and you might drink a little too much and you might eat a little too, you know, those are the times when it's a little more human hall passy time.
1: Right, right, right.
0: That's not an, But you have to really be mindful of what you're choosing in each of those circumstances. So with whatever behavior you choose, if you choose to blow off some, some steam and drink a little too much because you're going through a job loss, be really aware of what you're choosing in each moment and go like, I'm choosing this. Gotcha. Not like I have no choice, oh, I need to I am to drink.
1: choosing to be a workaholic.
0: Right. Okay. I'm choosing to throw myself into work. Or some people, it's fitness even. Working sure. out too oh, much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or children, let me just distract myself with my children. Sometimes you need that distraction at the very beginning. But I'll tell you what. If you don't address whatever the emotion is around this shitty situation, it will come out somehow. Yeah, sure will. It will manifest in your next relationship, your next job. It Ulcers. might. Ulcers. Ma- Illness, it can manifest as illness. Um, If you don't learn to process, what you resist persists. It will come out somewhere. Yeah, You'll think you'll... It's like uh, Andrea, my best friend, always says it's like trying to hold um, a beach ball underwater. (laughs) Like you can do it (laughs) for a a long time. You can do it for a long... But sure as fuck, you're going to slip up and it's going to pop out somewhere.
1: Yeah.
0: So... I'm not giving you a free pass on that. I just want you to start really being aware of all the behaviors that you're choosing, even if they're not always super healthy. So thank you for bringing that up. Because I think we could all agree that somebody who is a chronic workaholic over a long period of time, there is a cost to that. There are things that suffer in your life. So you have to take responsibility and account for that. All right. So those are six ways that you can start making a shitty situation suck just a little bit less.
1: I like that. That's great. That's a great topic.
0: Thank you for your insight today too. I really appreciate it. Of course. So if you want more on this sort of thing and you want some worksheets and stuff, please be sure to get my free ebook. It's called Stand Up For Yourself Without Being a Dick. Dick. (laughs) Being a dick. (laughs) Um, You can find that on my site, on the show notes page, or you can go to thejoyjunkie.com slash And if you dig the show, man, I can't tell you enough how much it helps us if you leave iTunes reviews. It really does. It really does. It puts us at a higher visibility in iTunes so that more people can see the pod, can get the information, can change their lives. So if you can take a few moments to do that, I'd really appreciate it. It's on the show notes page as well. And um, again, let us let us hear from you. Submit a show topic and tell us what what you want us to sound off on. I think that's everything. Anything else you want to add? That's it from me. All right. So we'll see you around these parts next week, and I will have a very exciting announcement on another freebie.
1: Oh, nice! <laughs> okay. How about
0: that. So here's to loving and living your most badass life,
1: Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Out. <laughs>